This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I am Tim. One of your hosts or the hosts? I switch it a lot lately. Yeah. My memory's I, starting to go. I prefer I'm one of your hosts. One of your hosts. It's we're more host, personal. Yeah, we're one of your... Well, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, like we're welcoming you into a nice like a cocktail party we're throwing. Yeah, it's it, otherwise one of the hosts. It's like, yeah, and you're not necessarily invited. We're the right, hosts of yeah, this party, right? But like, we're, we're not necessarily hosts. hosting you. Yeah. Instead of doing live shows, we should uh, throw ticketed cocktail parties. You know what? There's a lot of Galas. money in in, in ticketed uh, cocktail parties. There's one that I've heard of, the Met Gala. Yeah. Um, we should launch a competitor to that. We'll do it the same uh, same night. Same night. Yeah. Uh, same night, different dresses is what we'll say. Yeah, and ours will be at least ten percent less to go. How much does it cost to go to the Met? Is it one of those things where it's like oh, because the people that are going are so rich that they don't charge them? Um, probably. Yeah. Or is it like, uh, well, you but you're expected to make like a big donation. Is it for charity? Oh, it might be for charity. Hey, we all we hey, all have ours to will give five uh, percent to charity at least. After Maybe five point five percent after expenses. Yeah. No, we hey, and after we draw our cut, our vig. Yeah. yeah. Look, listen, charities. If there's anything left over, five percent to yeah. charity. Look, I'm not running a charity here. Right. I'm just trying to. We're it. we're not running a charity. We're just hosting a cocktail party. Yeah, a very fancy cocktail party. <laughs> very expensive cocktail party. With Rihanna. Yeah, she'll be there. Big fan of the show. Really big shoe. Okay, so um, this uh. Oceans Eight. Yeah, I didn't know this, but the premise is they're 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 pulling a heist during the Met Gala. Oh, but here's what I don't understand: Who's in this movie? Sandy Bullock. Oh, it sh- I thought this was they got all the the guys from Oceans Eleven, and, and it three was like of them a, unfortunately have perished since. Yeah, then. and the rest were pulling like a tootsie. Wait, what do you mean? They were all uh, pretending to be women to get into the Met Gala. No, what? You sure? Who, who? Wait. So, like Brad Pitt. Yeah, I know Brad he's Pitt. Like, you know, he he comes up in like a big bouffant wig, and he's like, "Oh, I think I have a ticket. I I, I you seem thought, to have misplaced my ticket." You thought this was the plot of Ocean's Eight? Yeah. That it's Brad Pitt in a wig. Yeah, and then as Danny Ocean himself. No, Danny Ocean's uh, Clooney. Uh, I've never, I've never. And then seen Clooney him. comes up, and he's like. Oh, I'm very sorry, my friend forgot her ticket. I have them here. But they're counterfeits. They're forgeries. I think what you're doing now is wrong. <laughs> what? They're the ones who made the movie. No, this isn't. There's a. There's a. It's a whole different movie. I've never seen any of the Ocean's movies. Tom. Okay. Uh, but I think I always assumed I wouldn't like them. Yeah. No, like I think you'd heist. like them. This yeah. is a heist movie with just a bunch of charming guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tom, it's, uh, Tom Steven I'm Soderbergh. on record. I love charming men. Yeah. I'm charmed by them. <laughs> Tim and George. Hey, George charming George. women, too. Yeah. Charmed by them as well. And, right in the title. Well, at uh, 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 Sandy Bullock's playing uh, uh, George Clooney's sister. Ah. Not real life sister. Debbie O'Shea. He's not playing. She, yeah, she's not playing. I should be clear. She is not playing the sister of uh, George Clooney in the movie. Well, you know, you don't know that. I you do know that. She's not. All right, so you got Sandy Bullock. Uh-huh. You got Kate Blanchett. Yeah. You got uh, Annie Hathaway, little mm-hmm. Annie uh, Hathaway. She's the bad guy. She's the one they're pulling the scam on. Yeah, Daphne Kluger, uh, the target of the heist. Oh, okay. When you said that name, I was like, is that a celebrity I'm supposed to know? You also got Rihanna. You mm-hmm. got HBC, you know, Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this this boggles the mind here because if they're, if they're pulling a heist at the Met Gala, yeah. is there a Rihanna at the Met Gala there? Oh, man. Right? Because like, when you think the Met Gala, yeah, who's the one it, person that you think is definitely going to be there? Exactly, Rihanna. Rihanna. So are they going to have a last action hero situation where the fake Rihanna meets the real Rihanna? You know what? We're, we're, we're joking about this, Tom. Uh-huh. And we, all, we like to have a laugh often on this show. <laughs> but let's get serious for one second here. Okay. It is my understanding that in one of the uh, previous Oceans movies, mm-hmm. J- there's uh, Julia Roberts plays a woman that looks like Julia Roberts, and the real Julia Roberts factors into Is that it true? at some point. Yeah, I never. I saw... think Nick, Nick, our uh, our intrepid uh, engineer, but I don't want to reduce him to just that. But he's a great man, a uh, member of the Pod Squad here. <laughs> uh, he's nodding. Yes. So he he has seen one of these movies. I think that was probably in twelve or thirteen, right? When yeah. they started to run out of I ideas, I only maybe. saw 11, yeah. I think. Okay. Huh. I've only seen 11 movies in my life, Tom. <laughs> That's not true. It's true. <laughs> it's not true. E.T. I don't know if you've ever even seen E.T. I've seen E.T. I watched it the other day. I don't think was I've ever seen E.T. Tom, you're going to love like it. Or like not in whole. You're going to love it. This one kid calls his brother penis breath. Whoa. Yeah. Do you know the full implication of that? I don't think so. <laughs> right. Like, well, how do you get penis breath by having penises in his mouth? Yeah, which, you know, no kids. No, no kids should be yeah. doing. Um, Is that the message of the movie? Is that way it ends on? It's just like you shouldn't say mean things to your brother. <laughs> okay, that's the message of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fight Club I've seen. Mm-hmm. What else? I've seen Fight, I've seen Fight Club eight times. <laughs> No, no, I've seen all these movies many times. Oh, okay. Except for E.T., I just watched it for the first time the other day. <laughs> oh, I'll reveal the other nine movies. Well, oh, man, what a great uh, hook to yeah, keep people throughout the show. intrigued. Yeah. At least long enough to listen to the ad. Tom, you're drinking a uh, Coconut Rita yes. from this Bud Light. This is not an ad. This is not a sponsor. Uh, this, it's from Bud Light Lime. Yeah, but is there lime in there? No, but Bud Light Lime somehow is like its own brand that has sub-products that don't have lime or maybe even Bud Light in them. I don't know. Hey, man, that's corporate America for you, huh? <sighs> yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, Tim, I got this. We, we went to the store. We went to the bodega just before, and I got this uh, Coconut Rita, Coconut Margarita Bud Light Lime. 
And I begged you as a friend. <laughs> it's like, Tom, you don't have to do this. You really did. You know what? It I was pleading with you in the bodega. Just like, please don't <laughs> do this. Put it back. <laughs> oh, come on. Put it back. And then you're uh, insisting to the to the uh, the man at the counter not to sell it to me. Yeah. You're like, if you sell it to this man, I, you've lost yourself a customer. Yeah. And I said, well, if you don't sell it to me, you've lost yourself a customer, which would be true. Yeah. Well, I'll get my vape juice somewhere else. <laughs> this sir. tastes like drinking vape juice. I like. <laughs> I've never done that, but that is what I could imagine. Like it tastes like if if you could somehow uh, like cold brew, uh, like scratch and sniff stickers. Like if you took like a bunch of coconut scratch and sniff stickers and put them in a jar with. Bud Light, and kept them in there for a week. Yeah, it's a tall boy too. It so is you a get tall a lot boy. of that flavor. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, that's why I said to the guy, I said, "Hey, uh, a tall boy for, for a, tall a tall boy." boy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "All right, sir. <sighs> please, just the transaction's done. <laughs> please leave." Uh, yeah. But yeah, it really tastes yeah, like... Uh, you managed to upset both me and the proprietor <laughs> of the, the establishment. He apologized he, to you for not listening. Exactly. Um, yeah, it tastes like uh, uh, garbage. It tastes horrible. Well, I begged you. I literally begged you not to drink <laughs> it, Tom. And I think things are only going to get worse from here because it's 8.8% 8 alcohol. Yeah, it, it contains alcohol and it contains 8% alcohol. Yeah. And it's pretty big. I saw somebody today walking down the street wearing, you know, these shirts where it says like a name and a name and a name. Yeah, yeah. Where'd it started. That come it from? started with the Beatles, I think. Yeah. Right, John well, and what, Paul and hey, George and Ringo. What didn't? Everything starts with the Beatles. Yeah, man. rock and roll. Tom, are you familiar with uh, the Fab Four? Yeah. Uh, the lads from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. The lovable lads. Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with the monkeys? Yep. They yeah. were a, a take on them. Yeah, it was a pretty savvy take. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't believe these people. I, I just can't believe these people that go out there and they're like, you know, the monkeys are actually better than the Beatles. <laughs> Nobody yeah. says yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's become The monkeys like, are better than people give them credit no, for? No, no, no. It's, it's a thing out there where no, they're like... No, come on. Because they did have like a, a wider variety of... Uh, songwriters there, very ta talented songwriters, right? Um, in the early years, and then they they got like really experimental, like probably more experimental than the Beatles did, because like who gives a shit what the monkeys were doing? <laughs> yeah, but also who would give the monkeys like money to be experimental? The whoever financed Head. You ever see that? No. You ever hear that soundtrack? It's no. Pretty good. Anyway, the monkeys are better than the Beatles. Is what I <laughs> what I figured out <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was uh, talking about. Uh, I saw this person wearing a shirt. They were wearing one of those shirts that have the names, mm -hmm. the name shirts that everybody knows and loves. But it was uh, Will, uh, Will and Grace shirt. Okay. And it had it was in the font of Will and Grace, and it said Will and Grace and Jack and uh, what's what's the other character? Diane. Diane. That's not it. Jack and Diane is just my favorite. Uh, no, uh, but uh, uh, what's her name? Very funny lady. Yeah. Uh, Not very funny on that show. Karen. Yeah. It had all those names. Will and Grace and Karen and Jack. Mm -hmm. 
in the Will and Grace font. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that, in slightly smaller font, it had the Will and Grace logo, which are the words Will and Grace. And it made me very upset. Why? Because you don't need the logo for Will and Grace. That's how you know it's uh, official. No, oh, I don't care about official. I would respect the person more if it was a bootleg shirt. Yeah, that's true. Think about how much cooler the kids that had uh, the Black Bart shirts were than the kids who had the official Simpson shirts. Yeah, but then uh, turn that around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were the kids that had the real uh, Michael Jordan jerseys. Oh, yeah. And then there was me mm-hmm. who had... Uh, <laughs> Michael my, Gordon. No, my parents uh, knew that like I didn't actually really care about basketball. <laughs> right. And so they like had a mock-up of it made at the you know that you what? know Sport Shack? <laughs> you know you know Sport Shack in town where you could yeah, like Yeah, you would names. get the uniforms for like exactly. you know, so little they, league and stuff. Yeah, so they just got me like a uh <laughs> Uh, like a, a tank top there and put Jordan 23 and Bulls on the front. And I was just like, I'm just <laughs> not going to wear this. Is the word Bulls or like a picture of Bulls? No, no, Bulls. Like the, the but, Chicago oh, Bulls. Okay. Yeah. It, the, believe it or not, Tom, the Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls wore jerseys that said Bulls on them. Okay. So anyway, I had a bootleg and I, that did not make me cooler. Yeah. Did you get uh, bullied for that? Nah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, I got like kind of bullied. I had like a this very similarly. I wanted a starter jacket. Yeah. Um, and I wanted a San Jose Sharks starter jacket. Yeah, cause you want to know why, Tom? Because <laughs> it had a cool logo. Teal. Yeah, and teal it was teal. Was in. Yeah, Tom, I got a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. There you go. Because of teal, it was 1996 or 1995. Yeah, teal, teal. was in. Hey, teal. What was on the teal. tip of everybody's tongue? Teal. <laughs> yeah. What was the coolest team color? Teal. Uh, I've never watched a hockey game in my life. That's not true. I've been to hockey games. I've played in hockey games. That's not true. <laughs> I've played in the <laughs> NHL. Uh, but I'm, I am. I'm, I have not. Currently, nor have I ever been a fan of the sport hockey. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, nor have I ever been to San Jose or have any connection to the city of San Jose. Right. But I wanted a San Jose starter jacket. You got, you know a guy named Joe, and in Spanish, that's Jose. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I didn't know him at the time. Uh, so I wanted this, and I got like... Uh, it was licensed, but it was not a starter jacket, but right. it was a similar style. But you know what? Actually, the thing that I, I hated most about it was that it was like just kind of like a black jacket. It was in that starter jacket style, but it was a black jacket with the logo. It's like, I want a teal jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Meet the Fockers. That's another movie I've seen. Tim, what are we talking about this week? Grift. Griffs. The Grifts grifting. Grifting, baby. Tom? Pulling confidence tricks. Yes. Tom, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you. Yeah. What's the difference between a grift and a con? Um, I don't think there is a big difference. I think that they're synonyms. Yeah. A confidence trick is a grift. Right. A grift is a confidence trick. Yeah. I mean, I know a grift is uh, defined... Mm-hmm. As a petty swindle, so yeah, I always I think, think grifts of a, are more petty. Yeah, like smaller. more low level, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're never gonna have a long grift, but yeah. you'll have a long con. Exactly. But either way, uh, peas in a pod. 
Like, you can get grifted at the carnival, but you can't get conned at the carnival. Right. Unless you join the carnival, the biggest con of them all. Yeah. Carnies all got conned, <laughs> but then they turn into grifters. <laughs> right. Uh, People who get conned usually turn to a life of grifting. Yes. Once they see uh, how easy it is. Right. Although this... So is grifting a gateway to cons? Probably, right? Oh, absolutely. Grifting like, is like, I would think like a grift is a misdemeanor and a con is a felony. Right. Okay. All, All right. right. We'll see you next week. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we were talking about, because so there was a, what was this article in this week? Oh, who knows? The New Yorker? Pro- <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. New York Magazine, I think. Yeah, some magazine. Every, look. Mm-hmm. Every couple of years, yeah. there's a new story about, about a new grifter, yeah. and everybody goes nuts about it. Right. And somebody pulling the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, remember the hipster grifter? Yes. Yeah. Like, the hipster just... grifter, I was looking that up today mm-hmm. during uh, uh, my research, mm-hmm. and that was like a long time ago now. It was like, what, 2009? No, it was like 2006. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember there was a time where she- It was she, more than 10 years ago. She would respond to my tweets pretty much. <laughs> Why were you tweeting at her? No, no, no. Like, I wasn't tweeting at oh, her. Oh, she was, she was lining you up to be the next grift. Yeah. And I was just like, who is this? And then I did some research, and I was like, oh, the hipster grifter. Oh, this is just some idiot that, uh-huh. like- uh, conned men uh, into giving her money. Um, I don't understand. Like, all right. Yeah. Her, and I think that's what made her a grifter and not a con artist because she was like grifting. She was, you know, the hipster grifter. Uh, She was in Williamsburg grifting like, you know, 24 year olds. Right. Which I don't think are the best marks. Well, maybe a good mark for a grift but not, not a, a good con. mark for a con, yeah. Right, and that was the thing. Um, she was just kind of like meeting guys at bars and stuff and being like, hey, like, why don't I come back to your place? Right. And then she wasn't even like, it wasn't like she was like stealing out of their wallets or whatever. It was always a like, oh, my card's not working. Right. Can you pay for this, and then I'll pay you back? Well, I actually have one of the examples. Would you like me to read one of the examples? This is the hipster grifter from over a decade ago. Yes. Uh, In the fall, she told Mr. Hansen that she was finally able to access the money that she hadn't been able to because of the previous fraud on her checking account. So she was claiming somebody was out there. Her checking account. That somebody was pulling grifts on her. Right, she I'm was a, the victim, not I'm the perpetrator. I'm a classic uh, victim of a grift. Yeah, this uh, makes my grift all the more believable. Well, she wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> this is why I'm not a good grifter. <laughs> you always say I always tell her, out loud. Yeah, I always say like, "All right, well, I've I've finished the approach because <laughs> uh, I've contacted you, the victim, and this now I'll enter into the buildup where you, the victim." Giving an opportunity to profit from this scheme. Oh, you have like a, a whole. Uh, you have the steps. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Tom, I, I, I look. I'm gonna want to hear more about this in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I always say the steps out loud. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And like, rule one of grifting. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. 
Uh, she started to pause. The Sting, Tom. That's a movie that I haven't seen, but I've always wanted to because uh-huh. I thought it. Would well, that's me about more, a Sting but... operation. Yeah, which is kind of like a grift. No, <laughs> Sting operation's different than a grift. How so? It's well, just it's just on the 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 side of justice. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But like, I feel like a it's st- a it's a white hat version of a grift. I thought. Yeah, I mean a Sting op. I always think of a Sting operation as being like kind of. Uh, uh, one and done, in and out. I'm mostly thinking about grift, when, when they catch Johns with, oh, yeah, uh, with prostitutes. Like that's that's a classic sting operation, right? And they put their pictures in the newspaper before <laughs> they're even convicted. This yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> she started depositing all these checks into my account, literally depositing three hundred, five hundred, eleven hundred dollars at a time. He said. This they, is Mr. Hanson. This is Mr. Hanson. Okay. They keep giving me money whenever I want to withdraw. She kept saying she couldn't use her ATM card, telling me, you cash these checks and give me the money. One day I hand them a check for $1,200, and I have to tell her, are these good? <laughs> I assume they are because you guys keep giving me money, and you're a bank. But can you just check on this? And he tells me they're good. This went on for about a week and a half for a total of $10,600 before the bank belatedly realized the checks were written from an account that wasn't even open. See, banks, like, Tom, <laughs> you write a check? Yeah. There's just a bunch of numbers on the bottom. Yeah. And the the banks are just like immediately like, cool, right. yep, uh, I guess uh, so. get the money from the vault and, yeah. and put it in this guy's name. The banks don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, Is this what Occupy Wall Street was about? More or less, you know that you can, like, I could take a napkin right now, a cocktail napkin. All right, of which there are many. Yeah. Well, Tim, I'm having a coconut Rita. Yeah. Do you know, all right, put a pin in the cocktail napkin thing. Okay. You want me to take a note? Yeah, Tim, take a note. Do you know? While we're on that, because I'm just adding to my list, uh, Cocktail, one of the 11 movies I've seen. I don't think you've seen Cocktail. Yeah, uh, Kokomo, isn't it? That's true. How would I know that? <laughs> that? Yeah, well. It's the fourth movie on my only 11 movies I've ever seen. All um, right, so a cop, cocktail napkin. Cop, cocktail napkin. Um, coconuts are nuts. Like, they're nuts. Hmm. You asking or telling? Both, I think. I don't, I don't think they are. No. I saw a warning on a thing, and it said, contains tree nuts coconuts well i guess they do why else would they be called cocoa nuts and they do come from a tree a coconut tree technically speaking tom botanists botanists classify well, the I coconut as a droop tim you... not a nut a, a a droop is a fleshy fruit enclosing Ew. a hard shelled stone or seed composed of an animal. a stone yeah, so no, it's not, apparently. Tim, you know, and I got this from coconutoilcentral.com. You know as well as I do that I don't give a shit about what botanists think. I got this from uh, coconutoilcentral.com slash isacoconutafruit.html. Well, I'm not asking if it's a fruit. I'm asking if it's a nut. They're saying that there are stones in coconuts. Oh, now, you know well, what? if you get coconuts from uh, an irreputable source... Yeah, they keep telling me that it's a droop. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Uh, D-R-U-P-E. D 
D-R-U-P-E. And I'm getting this straight from everydaymysteries.com. Wow. So coconuts Is a coconut are an everyday... A fruit, nut, or <laughs> Oh, seed? I thought you were saying coconuts are an everyday mystery. Well, yeah. In I a guess lot so. of ways, they are. Yeah. Huh. When using very loose definitions, Tom, the coconut can be all three, a fruit, a nut, and a seed, which this is the least helpful answer to a question I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, there's you know what? They're not a question seeds. with this kind of answer uh-huh. is always the most boring question. Like it's always the most boring. It's like by the time you get to the yeah, what you want to know, you're it just out, like botanist. Eh, forget it. I don't even care that much. Just tell me if it's a nut or not. Yes or no. Well, it's complicated. Shut, Shut up. up. I don't <sighs> think that they're seeds. If I plant a coconut, you're telling me a coconut tree is going to grow out of that? Apparently. That sounds like horse shit. There's I nothing don't know. inside a coconut. D- take it up with the botanists. <laughs> yeah, like any, like anybody ever wants to talk to a botanist. Yeah, like they and like they want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, like a botanist. Like, oh, I'm busy uh, with my plants. I can't. I, I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, I'm I can't, busy I can't, sniffing the leaves. I can't come to the door right now. I'm <laughs> sniffing the leaves on my plants that I'm Creeps. growing in my gross cocktail napkin i i have i've written down in my notes yes, down cocktail thank napkin. you yeah um you can write i could take a cocktail one of these cocktail napkins right now and i could write my bank account number on the bottom of it and put to tim you know ten thousand dollars signed tom right. and that's a legal check yeah except that you don't have ten thousand dollars i got ten i got ten large hmm in one account? Passing a lot of phony... Ch- <coughs> yeah, Tim, my new girlfriend. She's been giving me all these checks oh, to deposit wow. for. Nice. Yeah. She's a... Uh, well, she has a lot her? of problems with her ATM account. She tweeted at me. <laughs> uh, she has a lot of problems with her ATM account, so... She sounds lovely. So Tom. I've been depositing her checks for her. Right. So that's what the hipster grifter did? Yeah, pretty much she was just, like, sleeping with dudes and then being, like, having some kind of a... I mean, that's like a pretty good grift because she was passing bad checks, but she was having some knucklehead do it for her, you know? Yeah. Like, he'd be the one arrested at the bank. You know, at the bank nowadays, you can't deposit money into somebody else's account. Um, Could you ever? You used to be able to, and that was like a great way to do crime. Tell me more. This sounds like a grift. Because basically... This is uh, in line with the the, the subject of this, yeah. this week's episode. So, like, let's say I wanted to buy drugs from you, and not, like, a small amount of drugs. Like? Like, I wanted to sell drugs for my own redistribution right. to my clients. So I'm selling you, a, what, a case of drugs? Yeah, one case of drugs. Right. Maybe even Maybe two, two cases of if drugs. If there's, like, a big festival going on that weekend right. that I need to supply... Exactly, um, and I'm I got I have you know you don't want to know the hookups I have yeah right so we, I have I have multiple cases right of which I'm gonna sell, sell you one or maybe two so what am I gonna do I'm gonna give you uh you know uh you know money in a suitcase like a, an idiot I mean why not because because I could just go out and spend that money carrying a suitcase around I'd put the suitcase. In my apartment, I think, is what I'd do. Uh-huh. I'd transfer some of the bills into my wallet. Uh-huh. So I'd have a reasonable amount of money on right. me. Well, and here's the key. Here's the key. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell anybody that I had the suitcase full of the money in my apartment. Ah. That way they wouldn't know about it. Right. Good. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's my grift. Well, Get large sums of money from people 
and then don't tell people that you have it. A lot and of then drug take dealers. take it out in small amounts and spend it on goods and services. Candies. Yeah, uh, the Dwayne Reed. <laughs> Passing $20 at a time at yeah. Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Reed, Walgreens, yeah. and CVS. If, if they have seasonal candy, you can get away with pushing a lot more through exactly because they're like oh he's just taking advantage well yeah we're not going to have these you know uh reese's shaped like an egg exactly that's exactly what i was thinking that's why the reese's stock up uh, yeah and to be honest tom i'm stocking up on those anyway not just to launder money (laughs) right because i'm not flipping them yeah well so this is a way to like not launder money what you would do is so like if i want to buy like ten thousand dollars of drugs from you right I would just go to the bank and be like, hi, I, uh, here's like $10,000 in cash in 10 $1,000 bills. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to put this in Tim's account. Right. And then you could just. The look joke's at- on you. What? Because I've already alerted them. This is a sting. <laughs> well, that, oh, no. Yeah, Tom. I walked right uh, into it. Sorry. Uh. I did not even have these cases of drugs. I've been working with the feds the whole time. Well, my Tim- regular Tim Allen. The joke's on you because it's counterfeit money I'm giving the bank. So they can't, I can't even get in trouble because, it, like, get in trouble for what? All I gave you was paper. Yeah. It, uh, it's counterfeit money that is disappearing ink. Oh, so they're just like, you were they're just like, like what? I just gave, yeah. yeah, it's just blank pieces of paper. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, good luck finding yeah. a jury that's going to convict me. Yeah. By the way, it was all a joke. Yeah, it was all a prank for my YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, it was just showing how gullible you idiots at the <laughs> bank are. You walked right into it. And then we put the bank on trial, Tom. Yeah. Occupy. This is what o- Occupy <laughs> Wall Street is about, right? <laughs> Do you think Occupy Wall Street is a movie? <laughs> is this one of the movies you've seen? <laughs> no, but I have seen... Money. Cocktail. Oh, cocktail. I already said cocktail. <laughs> yeah, Tim. And cocktail has nothing to do with money, except it's what you need to get some cocktails. Yeah, who, how do you think they were paying Tom Cruise for the drinks, you That's idiot? That's very true. I just paid, you know, uh, I guess not a hefty sum for this cocktail. Yeah. I don't know if I would classify this as a cocktail. The Coconut Rita? The Coconut Rita. And it clarifies under Coconut Margarita. Yeah. And then co- it, it coconuts above it. <laughs> it clarifies above it. Bud Light Lime. Yeah. Wow. And that's got a bunch of pictures of coconuts on it. You know what? I think I misread coconut margarita as a um, pina colada. Ah. (laughs) I didn't misread it. I guess I thought (laughs) that's what it was. Those words look nothing alike. Um, uh, Yeah. So people would... So if I deposited like $10,000 for drugs into your account, then you could just check like the app on your phone and be like, oh, cool, the money's there. And now when we're meeting up, there's like no money exchanged. Right. So, uh, you know, you can't really get in trouble maybe. I don't know. Something like that. It seems to me like you have all your facts <laughs> wrong here. Or I think it was like if you were buying drugs. Like why couldn't you just give me I think a check w- you know, before we meet up. I think it was in situations where you weren't meeting up, where like maybe you were shipping me drugs. Mm. So instead of wiring you the money, because they're keeping an eye on wires, because here's the th- Would you ever walk into a Western Union and do business there? Well, I was going to say, the thing about wires... Like cameras on you the whole time. The thing about wires is 90% of wires are, are cons in some way. Yo, yeah. <laughs> right? Especially in 2018. Yeah. If like, anybody needs you to wire something, it's like, 
Now, this is pretty accessible to most people. Yeah. The only reason to wire money is if you're uh, the victim of, of uh, a con. Right. Uh, so they keep an eye on that. So this is a way to like kind of not leave a paper trail. Do they keep an eye on it and like prosecute or do they just go like, huh, another one? No, another one got uh, got scammed. No, because think about how often add you that he- to the statistics. Think about how often you hear about wire fraud. Mm. You hear about wire fraud more often than you hear about wire transfers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, why would they report on wire transfers? It's <laughs> like this grandmother <laughs> sent twenty five dollars to her grandson for for yeah. his birthday. They wouldn't put that in well, the newspaper. They, they, this couple's uh, college-age son in Argentina needed uh, <laughs> $100, which they wired him. Um, I mean, what's he doing in Argentina? Drugs. Probably. Probably being a mule, being a drug mule. Hey, happens to the best of us inadvertently. That's where <laughs> I got all those cases of drugs I was selling you. Well, and that's why you're doing the right thing, trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Unloading them. Ant-Man yeah. was another movie that I saw, Tom, in the theater. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, Tom. Mm -hmm. There's this guy. Yeah. Here we are. What everybody's waiting for. <laughs> Edward H. Smith. He wrote a book mm-hmm. called Confes- Confessions of a Confidence Man. 
Yeah. Con man. He's a con man. Yeah. I'd like to be a, a confidence man, just a man with some confidence. <laughs> you and I both, <laughs> man. And I think, like, once you get confidence, <laughs> the world the is your oyster. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you convince anybody of anything. Mm-hmm. You get everybody's money through these confidence games. Confidence. What are they? Uh, confidence tricks. Tricks. No, that's not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Eddie Smith, he 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 wrote this book, mm-hmm. and he listed the six definite steps or stages of growth mm-hmm. of a confidence game. Okay. Now keep in mind, Tom. Mm-hmm. Some of these <laughs> may be omitted. <laughs> what do you mean they may be omitted? Depending on how how savvy you are, oh, you, you can you skip, skip over some, some of yeah, these. If you got like a the real... stages of grief, Tom, mm-hmm. I always skip over denial. <laughs> okay, I you like, accept yeah. it right away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I have eyes. Yeah, read the death warrant. <laughs> death warrant. <laughs> Who are you grieving? <laughs> All right. So number one, the foundation work. Okay. That's uh, in advance of the confidence game. Uh, you might have to hire some assistants. You might need uh, accomplices is what the, the what Johnny Law would call them. Yeah. But like, uh, let's say you're running like a uh, a three card Monty. Mm-hmm. You're gonna want some some uh, some accomplices in right. there. And we'll get to that exactly what that is. Uh, number two mm-hmm. is the approach. Okay. It's where you go out looking for pigeons, Tom. <laughs> Marks. Okay. You see somebody and you're just like, this guy's a goddamned rube. Right. And I'm going to take him. I'm going to sell him these pigeons. And he's no, 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 what? no, 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 no. The the person himself, the victim, uh-huh. is a pigeon. Oh, well, don't pick on pigeons. They don't, they don't even have any money to begin with, most of them. <laughs> Unless it's like a carrier pigeon and he's flying money somewhere. Yeah, you'd be a sure. fool. How do carrier <laughs> pigeons work? Like they can only go to they can only go between two places, right? I think so. Like I don't think you can like tell them. Yeah, like, like a cross it, street. Yeah, right. Because a pigeon doesn't understand that an no. address. No, and I think like how the hell do you train a carrier pigeon? Uh, I imagine you can't like you lose along. a lot of pigeons yeah. in the process. You just think, see where it goes. And then I think just, you probably just let a bunch of pigeons go, and you hope that like one or two come back, and you're like, "All right, I can work with this." Yeah, but how do you know where they where they went? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, maybe in the beginning they don't they go. Do you put peanut butter like on a ledge of a different building and put birdseed in the peanut butter? <laughs> I think maybe in the beginning, like you. Hopefully they don't go far enough that you can't see them anymore. It's fine. And you see, like, oh, they went to that building over there. That's where the dead drop will be. <laughs> like always. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like because you can't, Tom. You can't talk to a pigeon. You can, but they won't listen. Yeah, they don't really understand. So you contact the victim, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the approach. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, I know you. Hey, you want to be a victim? No. What? Uh, uh, Edward Smith uh, specifically says, don't ask if they want to be a victim. <laughs> okay, yeah, because they'll probably always say no. Yeah, probably don't even, if possible, don't use the word victim <laughs> right. at all. Unless you're like, I'm a victim. Yeah. Uh, call him friend. Hey, or Hey, friend. Buddy. Yeah. Or pal. Mm-hmm. Or chief. 
Yeah. Or Boss. Yeah. Or uh, Amigo. Yeah. Or uh, Tiny, if he's a real big guy. Yeah. That's a good laugh. Or for Big Guy, if he's a real tiny guy. Yeah. Uh, after that, <laughs> it's the build up, Tom. This is when you get your pigeon <laughs> and you give him an opportunity to profit from some sort of scheme. Yeah. So uh, you 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 encourage him. You, mm-hmm. you you play on his greed. Yeah, and uh, you want to impede their rational judgment. You mm-hmm. want to appeal to their basest instinct. Their lizard brain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is why you want a dumb person. Yeah. That's why you see a Tom Reynolds walking by. Hey. You're like, this guy looks like a scoundrel who uh, is just trying to keep it together here. As dumb as a pigeon. Uh, pigeon. Right. Dumb as a pigeon that you <laughs> that you attached a a, le- a note to and just <laughs> never came back. Right. You see him walking down the street with a coconut Rita in a brown paper bag, and you think that's my mark. Yeah. Probably. Tim, I've drank like. Uh, Tom, maybe you got s- you got grifted on the way over here. Yeah. The, the Bud Light Corporation. I've drank. Anheuser Busch took you took you for three dollars. I've drank like a sixth of this, maybe an eighth. And I feel very drunk, and also like I'm gonna puke. Yeah, keep drinking it. Well, I bought it, so I will. Yeah. After that, uh, the payoff or the convincer comes in, Tom, and this this is what you set the stage for in the foundation work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the victim receives a small payout as a demonstration of the scheme's effectiveness. Yeah, you gotta because. These pigeons, they're always like, they always think, this is what you got to find in a mark. You got to find a guy that thinks he's smart. Yeah, and and, and he's in on it. Oh, yeah. I know. I know there's scams out there. Yeah. I'm going to be the scammer, not the scams. Right. And I'm going to be the grifter, not the grifted. You give them a little taste, and all of a sudden they're like, duh. Like oh yeah, uh, no, I want more. The they all get pig. hot and bot. They get all yeah. Uh, their brain stops where I uh, well, and especially if you're telling them like oh, I'm letting you in on this, we're pulling a grift on somebody else. Then so, they're like, <laughs> yeah, that idiot. Right. Um. So you get them in. Uh. If it's like a gambling thing, like a three card money, mm-hmm. you let them win a, a few times. Yeah. Small bets. Mm-hmm. Um, in a stock market con, Tom, mm. you give them fake dividends. The uh, the Bernie Madoff yeah. grift. Be like, oh, yeah, no, you got to return. Hey, look, here's your money. Here's the thing about grifting, Tom. Mm-hmm. You got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. It's true. You can't just take all the grift. I feel profits. like that's probably what the hipster grifter did. I think probably like the first check cleared no problem. No, from what I understand, she was like a real bad grifter. Was she really pretty? Um, not in my estimation, but I could see how other people would think she was pretty. Oh, Tom. Well, oh, she was. Oh, I see. Not your type. Not my. The Grifton type is not your type. She was like uh, very hipstery, like a lot of tattoos and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, a dangerous woman. A dangerous woman, yeah. Well, and she, uh, according to these uh, tales, would come on very strong, like immediately. Okay. Because the way she was found out was that she got like a legit job at Vice. And the, the, the media company. The media company. 
and she struck up a conversation with like a worker there and the worker uh, about like, you know, some mutual interest or whatever. And then like she started IMing him and he was like, yeah, we were IMing for like a half hour and like it started like she was getting hot and heavy already about this stuff. And he was like, oh, sex wise, sex wise. Okay. And he was like, Tom, are you not sex positive? Oh, we're going to have problems on the <laughs> internet. Uh, no. And well, I'm not sex positive when it comes to grifts, Tim. Tom, you got to be sex positive when it comes to anything. <laughs> uh, oh, God, we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it on Reddit.com. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that is not a sex positive place. <laughs> Tim, I think you've been misled. Uh, oh, boy, we're going to hear it from r slash incel. <laughs> Um, uh, we've gotten this long without <laughs> mentioning r slash incel and here you go it's all blown to shit <laughs> well this is the last episode um no she was and the dude was into it the dude like to his credit he wasn't like oh and i i smelled a you know a stinker or something he was like, oh, I was you like... smelled a rat. Tom. You don't smell a stinker. Everybody <laughs> smells a stinker. It's when it's... Well, uh... a stinker stinks. Yeah, that's true. Not a little stinker. It is a big stinker. A little smelled. stinker is kind of adorable. Yeah, until you get mm. too close and you smell the stink on them. Yeah, but mostly you just see him uh, licking that big lollipop. You're like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like, you know what you did. Yeah, you it's took my wallet. in your back pocket. And we all know yeah, it. Yeah, you took my pocket watch. Mm. Um... But he, he was like, oh, this is, I was into this. She was like, hey, you know, I, oh, I think that's, uh, yeah, I forget what it was. And he was like, oh, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to like hang out with the, the girl who started working here today and she, I'm going to have sex with her. Like she's blatantly saying like, hey, we should do it. And it like. In like 2007, yeah, advice. They were just like, "Hey, have sex on the desks. Yeah. We don't care." Yeah, hey, we're a, a real, you know, uh, 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 what would you call it? Company. <laughs> a real company where our employees they have were, sex on the desk. They were sex positive, Tom. Unlike <laughs> you. Um, and he he was like, "Well, let me see what I, he was probably looking for uh, uh, pictures of her, if anything." Yeah, and he Googled her. And all these things came up about her being a grift, a grifter. She was not using a fake name. What? what? So there were already articles about yeah, her? Yeah, there were already like warrants out for her. He found, he literally found a wanted poster for her. Nice. And he like. Was it from an amusement park though? <laughs> no. Because those are No, real, she though. was dressed in modern day dress. She oh, wasn't wow. dressed like a cowboy. Uh, and like he went to Vice HR. And uh, even Vice HR were like, nah, you can't, you know, you're, you're can't a grifter. In here. Um, there was another person who said uh, when she was employed, uh, we found out she was calling up clubs saying she wanted to be on the list, was from Vice and wanted to review the show. Weird, right? But not that insane for a young kid to do. Then we got a package from HBO with Flight of the Concords DVDs that she had requested she for review. Grifting Flight of the Concords? That's a <laughs> she low was grifting level. HBO for a DVD box Man. set. Um, I've I've grifted you into your mom's HBO Go password, right? Uh, which I don't use. I pay for HBO now. You pay for HBO now. I now pay for HBO now. You pay for HBO now now. Yeah. Okay. I don't, but I'm just saying that to to, to cover right myself. to to 
put the feds off your exactly. off the scent. My wife years ago mm-hmm. was grifting HBO by downloading some uh, some uh, some uh, episodes of I think the 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 gals. Arliss. <laughs> she loves Arliss. <laughs> She's just like uh, what's his name? Oh, Robert Wool. Robert Wool. Yeah, she just finds him so charming. Yeah. She's like, he's the voice of my generation. <laughs> she's she's much older than she's I am. Much yeah. older, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she's she, a much older retired professional athlete. She uh she got a, a cease and desist letters from Time Warner or whatever. I don't know. They shut off her internet. That's why she had to marry me to use my internet <laughs> to, to get back on the internet. Yeah. Huh. Um. After the the. Oh no! I was gonna finish. <sighs> I wasn't done. So she was abusing her role to get swag and fucking with people we work with. Not Stop. cool. Good, Tom, enough with the cursing. Then the staffer said, "You might. We're not advice now, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> enough with the cursing." Then the staffer said, "Vice found out she had booked a table at the box. Uh, I, I guess that's a, a hot club twelve years ago or yeah. whatever." Uh, for the surprise birthday party for the publisher of Vice. And the correspondent, she had been all, I'm emailing you from my personal email account because we are having server issues. Don't contact the publisher. It's a surprise. Mm, Smart. A surprise party is a good cover for anything. Yeah, but also, like, what a weird grift of, like, I'm going to throw up. She did a lot of grifts where it was just like, well, certainly you're going to get caught. That's what it takes to be a grifter, Tom. You, 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 it's, it's the confidence, man. You have to have confidence that you're not going to get caught. I guess, but like, you should also like cover your tracks a little bit. <sighs> like, why was she saying? Why did she call this place and say, like, if you have a job advice, use your dang vice email address to? Well, be that's like, the thing. Why would you use your personal email and be like, we're having a, a party for the publisher of Vice? Like, we're having a party for the publisher of uh, Marie Claire. Like, you make it all up. Why would you implicate your mm. real job in that? I don't know. Write what you know is what they say, Tom. That's true. <laughs> she was just following the first advice about writing. Write what uh, you know. Yeah. Are you done with the Yeah, I'm done. You can continue your steps. Right, so after after your mark, your pigeon, your your, your ooh, rube ooh. Gets, uh, gets his payoff, he's like, mm, I got a taste of this, and it tastes great. Mm-hmm. Tastes like the finest uh, wine. No caviar. Filet mignon. Oh wow! Yeah, a petite filet. Yeah, it's uh, tender. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from on on the cow? The small of the back, you think? Hmm. You used to work at a butcher shop. Where does the filet mignon come the from? The only thing I knew that is the T bone mm-hmm. <laughs> was from you. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, was, those, that was any cut that I butchered. Right. T-bone. Well, I, I remember frequently on the, on, the, on the board, it was T-bone's T-bone was the special of the exactly. day. No, the T-bone had uh, on one side the strip steak and on the other side the, the filet. And in on the either middle, side of, a, a bone. A bone shaped like a T. Yeah. And ten. how would you guys shape the bones? Uh, I mean, you melt down... Uh, just regular bones. No, it was, it was ceramic. Everything oh. was ceramic there. <laughs> wow. You, yeah. you wouldn't use an actual bone, Tom. That's gross. That's yeah. a, that's a oh. an animal's bone. Right. And ceramic, it's going to come right off the ceramic. Exactly. It Very... melts right up. <laughs> that's what I say. Uh, after you pay him off, the hurrah, Tom. Mm-hmm. And this is a sudden crisis. Do people have T-bones in them? 
Like, uh, do I have a T-bone steak somewhere? <sighs> yeah, I mean, the amount of steak you eat. <laughs> well, I don't eat the bones usually. You eat them whole because you're always so hungry. <laughs> no, I eat them whole, but then I pull the bone out. Uh, like riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're both mammals. Yeah, but they're weird. Cows have, what, like five tummies? You don't have to say tummy. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> uh, what were you saying about the next step of the... Uh, there's a sudden... It's the hurrah! Yeah, hey, we did it. We pulled it off. Yeah, the the well, no. Oh. No. Okay. It's a change of events that forces the victim to act immediately. Mm. So he's riding high with his little things, and this is the point where either... Your grift succeeds or fails, or it fails. You mm-hmm. have to be like, "Oh my God, you have to pour more money into this." You like, look, I you've been winning. We hit a crisis. We need uh, we need more money than you won, but like that will guarantee great results. Yeah, but you're not gonna believe what you get back. Right, the dividends. And then there's the in and in. That's oh, when, as opposed to the in and out. Yeah, no, this is in. Keep going in. in. Yeah, just don't stop. Trudge ahead. Uh, Don't look back. A conspirator who is Mm -hmm. in on the con but assumes the role of an interested bystander. Mm. Um, This is what you've set up in in your foundation work. You hired one of these guys. Yeah. He puts an amount of money into the same scheme as the victim. So it makes so the like, victim feel like, yeah, oh, okay. Like, it kind of it kind of greases the wheels a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's doing it. This guy who just w- happened to be walking by wearing <laughs> the same hat as me. Right. Oh, that's an important thing, probably. No, th- he actually advises that uh, you wear different hats. <laughs> okay. But acknowledges that sometimes you'll forget and just wear <laughs> the same kind of hat. Oh, see, I would think it would be more of a, like a camaraderie thing. Like a guy walking down the street, he's like, hey, same hat. And then, you know, you strike up a conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah. We do have the same hat. $10,000, please. And he'll be like, what's the situation? He pretends No, I'm saying you have that guy wear the same hat as your mark. How are you going to know what what kind of hat your mark is is, is wearing, Tom? Well, how many hats has this guy got? By this time, you've made... I don't know. He'd need a lot. By this time, you've made a few contacts with this guy. You've seen some of, if not all, of his hats. I don't know, Tom. This could all be a matter of minutes you're on the not, street. You're not. We're gonna, talking Griff's not cons, you jackass. <laughs> you're not going to be able to pull either on a guy with a lot of hats. A guy with a lot of hats. Oh yeah. Well, that's. I mean, when you're they've identifying got a real grasp your mark. On the world. Yeah, pigeons don't have hats, Tom. Well, a they might pigeon have, at at most has one hat. A dunce one. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, yeah. Dunce a dunce cat. hat or like a, a propeller beanie. Yeah. Um, so once the, the conspirators and that guy's mm. going to hand over his money yeah. and then, you know what you do? What? You go grifted sucker. Well, Tom, and then, no, you know, not you, right away. No, then you run. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to have much of a head start. Well, you get the bus you're gonna schedule. You're going to have two or three. Oh, you, you get the, get bus, the schedule. bus schedule. Okay. And then as soon as the bus comes, mm. you know when it's about to go. You well, that's still going to be tough to time. You're going to have to tell the guy, like, don't give me the money yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, that's Now give me the money. An experienced grifter will know that. Tom. Yeah. Well, they'll you be able to. You know exactly what buttons to press. You know exactly what muscles to massage on this pigeon. You ever massage a pigeon, Tom? <laughs> it always gets away. 
What? <laughs> what? I was reading about this uh, uh, woman grifters, lady grifters. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, it's well documented that you not you do not care for women. <laughs> it's not well documented, Tim. <laughs> So you're suspicious of all women. I'm not saying I'm suspicious of all women or that all women are grifters. All right. In fact, I had to go all the way back to the 18th century. I mean, you were talking about the hipster grifter. To Liechtenstein. Okay. To find this grifter. She was known as the Golden Booze. Uh, Booze as in? B-O-O-S. Oh. Yeah, it's like a ghost. She traveled the countryside with a trunk she claimed was full of treasure. Ooh. Which in the 18th century, people took Yeah, I mean, that's how it, I bring yeah. my treasure around. Um, she traveled the country. Yeah, I said that part. Whenever she'd stop, she'd ask her hosts to lock it up somewhere safe, like where they kept their valuables. Mm. So she'd be like, my valuables are in here. Can you lock this up wherever you keep your valuables? The next day, but the trunk. Do you have any place where you would be able to keep your valuables? Uh, kind of, but I'm not going to reveal it. Mm. I have a pretty good place, yeah. Tom. Mm -hmm. I don't have any valuables. (laughs) I feel like there are a lot. I know you pretty well. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of costume jewelry. I feel like you have a lot of secrets. Uh, I have a decent amount. I feel like you have multiple (laughs) weapons stashed around your home. Mmm... No. I feel like <laughs> I'm I, not sure that it would be effective in protecting yourself against whatever you think is coming. Uh-huh. But I also think that you've secretly trained um <laughs> to like fight people off physically and you don't want people to know that. I got that when we lived together years ago. Uh I had there was one night where I came home and we had a uh, first floor apartment, and we also had the basement. Mm-hmm. But our apartment was like an old ship. Yeah, it was very creaky, <laughs> and was like very... you could like see through the floorboards a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so that was the thing. I could see through the floorboards, and I saw the lights were on downstairs. And it was like one in the morning. I think you were away, so mm. I was like, "Oh no, there's a. I'm gonna have to kill an intruder." And I got out uh, this knife I got in Thailand. That looks like something the Predator would have. I don't know how effective. I think it'd be very effective against like a, a, a Prowler, but I think it would also like break and like also fatally injure me if yeah. I ever had to use it. But you know what? If that's how I have to die, that's how I have to die. So you went down to the basement with this illegal weapon. Yeah. And what happened? Oh, there was nobody down there. It was just our friend Amy had been using the basement earlier that day and left the light on. Yeah. I texted her and was like, hey, were you at the apartment today? And she's like, oh, yeah, I think I left the light on. I was like, oh, okay. Thank God. I almost had to kill somebody. <laughs> I think you told me that story, and that's probably from like eight years ago. Yeah. I think you It told... wasn't that bad in the basement, but then when I, I had to open up the st- boiler room, yeah, I, I was like, you oh, told they're me that in the story, boiler room. And I was just like, hey, I don't think we should be roommates anymore, <laughs> Tom. Just afraid of getting murdered. Yeah, and I was like, I think we should board up the boiler room. So the golden booze would be, she'd be like, put my, so, put, yeah, my put, uh, put my trunk in with your valuables yeah. in the, you know, like the walk-in safe or whatever you got okay. in your house because it's And of course this century. is an elephant's trunk? No. <laughs> it's uh, 
uh, uh, like a, a luggage trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it work? Ernie, that was her, her real name, had a little person accomplice who'd lie in wait within the trunk. I think his name would be Ernie. <laughs> Let al- left alone, he'd emerge to rob the place. Both would make their getaway while her accomplice... So, How do they get out of the, the hiding place? I guess it was like always a door that was like locked from the outside and yeah. and the, uh, the little no, person maybe, could yeah. lo- unlock from the inside. Yeah. But if it was a, a a trunk big enough for him to fit in, I'd imagine that'd be a, like a, a struggle to fill with treasure and then get out of there without yeah. making a lot of noise. Like any trunk I could fit in, I would have a hard time moving somewhere quietly. Yeah. It's probably a trick trunk, though. Oh, like lighter than you would yeah. think? I guess it would have to be, no, I was going to say light enough for the golden booze to move around, but she might have had, you know, like bell hops to it. Mm. Uh, Nobody knows what happened to the little person, uh, but the woman was caught and she confessed to 17 robberies, so they beheaded her. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Tom, if I was very good friends with Imagine being beheaded for robbing, for robbing rich people. Yeah. Well, Stink. Yeah, I think they happen to deserve it. <laughs> well, you are uh, frequently uh, side with the bourgeoisie. Yeah, that's why I was so active in let Occupy them, Wall Street. <laughs> let them eat. Oh, you were on the other side. Yeah, yeah. You were the one saying, let them eat cake. Let's behead them. I was like, let's eat this cake. <laughs> <laughs> let's what eat- side was the cake eater on? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it was the rich people side, or no. at least the cake you would want. Mm. I'll eat any cake, to be honest. I don't know. If you had a twin, wouldn't you just pull a lot of uh, schemes? I would hope so. A lot of grifts. Man, that would stink if I had a twin and they yeah. were like, oh, I don't really like grifting. Yeah. Like, we're going to grift. going to grift, you idiot. <laughs> uh, did you know, uh, I was looking up like famous grifters. I had no idea that this was the case. There are two famous con men. Uh, this one guy, William McClowndy. What? Yeah, 1859 to 19-something. Nobody knows when, when he died. Convicted of selling the Brooklyn Bridge to a tourist. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a real thing. And yeah. then there was this other guy, George C. Parker, U.S. con man who sold New York monuments to tourists including most famously the Brooklyn Bridge, which he sold twice a week for years. Yeah, that's what they thats what they do. They uh, got a bridge to sell you. Twice a week he would sell the Brooklyn Bridge. You've seen these tourists. <laughs> what are these goofballs? How do they think this guy had the right to sell a bridge, and what do they think they were getting out of it? Who even wants a bridge? If somebody gave me the Brooklyn Bridge, I'd be like, I don't want this bridge. Now I'm going to have to be responsible for the upkeep? I don't know. Right? Were there tolls back then? I guess there were always tolls. That's where like trolls came from. What? Trolls. You'd have to pay the toll to the troll. <sighs> no, you'd have to so answer riddles, you idiot. No, you'd have to pay the troll. You're thinking of somebody else. You're thinking of Rumpelstiltskin. No, you just have to guess his name. Yeah. You don't know anything about this. Do you have to guess his name or get him to say his name? You had to guess it. I think you just had to guess it. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of uh, Mr. Missile Pitalik. Yeah. You'd have to get him to say his name backwards. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about grifts? 
<laughs> We're out of time. <laughs> you don't. If you like the show, uh, do the things. You can find out more at tcgt.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Should I not scratch my face right next to this uh, microphone yeah. as I was doing? I, really I, I couldn't in. hear it. Um, now I, oh God. Follow me on things at your pal, Tim. Tim, that was not, you put the microphone down by your crotch and you scratched it. I have a beard, Tom. Yeah, we all know about your wife. <laughs> what were the other things I had to say? Uh, I don't like you when you drink a <laughs> coconut Rita. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, it's the coconut Rita talking. <laughs> you can support our sponsors. You can also check out, I'm sure they're thrilled to be associated with us right now. Uh, TCG. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're listening. Oh, the guys at Squarespace are like, yeah, let's listen an hour in. Well, what if they're listening now? And they're like, we should go back. TCGT.com slash pledge to check out our Patreon where you can get fun bonus things like bonus mini episodes. And tcgt.com slash Amazon, where you can do your normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill Amazon shopping while giving us a little taste of the vig. That's kind of our own grift. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is kind of a grift. Oh, 100%. There's more of a long con at this point. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it better be a long. If, if this ends with us just like passing a bad check, yeah. <laughs> then that's not going to have been like, worth hey. it at all. <laughs> Over a decade of this, we made 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Ah, those idiots. We got a round of drinks out of this. Uh, the Godfather 1, The Godfather 2, The Godfather 3, <laughs> uh, Oliver Stone's 9-11, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> Is that the most recent one? And Solo, A Star Wars Story. You but didn't see that. I did. You plan to. It's number 11. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's uh, about as good a list as any. Yeah, that... I call it Tim. Timmy's eleven. <laughs> like Ocean's Eleven, Timmy's yeah, eleven. Yeah, I've assembled these uh, eleven films, and we're gonna pull off a heist together. But you understand how movies work. I don't think you understand how DVDs work. <laughs> I I kind of don't, to be honest with you. Yeah, ones and zeros, my friend. I'll explain it to you one day. All right, we'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>